This episode of No Playbook is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share, tell your friends, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about LTT and we can watch this thing grow together. This episode of No Playbook is brought to you in partnership with musician Jumbo the Bear God. You can get his new song, NDA, wherever you get your music, and make sure to check out his music video on YouTube, filmed by Bonzo Raps and in association with Create the Mood Films. A link to his YouTube page will be linked in the Twitter post and also in the description. Make sure you check him out wherever you get your music, and thank you to Jobo for partnering for this podcast. Make sure you stay up to date on everything LTT Productions related. You can follow LTT Productions on Twitter at LTT Productions 1. You can also follow the host of the No Playbook podcast, Drew Pounton, on Twitter as well, at Pounton18. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for everything LTT Productions related. Welcome back to the No Playbook podcast here on the LTT Productions feed. We have got a boatload of stuff. Deshaun Watson being suspended. What are your season predictions? And the MLB trade deadline happened last week. What was going on then? We'll talk it all right here on No Playbook. Make sure you stay up to date on everything LTT Productions related. You can follow LTT Productions on Twitter at LTT Productions 1. You can also follow the host of the No Playbook podcast, Drew Pounton, on Twitter as well, at Pounton18. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for everything LTT Productions related. And we are back. The No Playbook Podcast, joined for the last time by Kyler Gammon and Eli Grimes. Fellas, what is going on? Not a whole lot. Just uh, some dire situations there in Chi-Town with uh, some stuff going on in there. So we'll get into that. It's yeah. on the list. But Eli, I'm sure we'll record a podcast absolutely. eventually. Well, you're always welcome back. Anytime. Yeah, absolutely. Kyler, this is your last week here, man. It is. Going it is to my last week here. NTSU. Middle Tennessee State University, yes, that will be my home, and actually on August 20th to be exact, just in a very short amount of time, holy crap. It's, un- it's unreal, it's unbelievable, um, but there is one thing that, that will remain the same. You best believe I'm going to be keeping up with my Eagles and following my Eagles as I, as, I go, as I travel to the state of Tennessee. I'll be 30 minutes away from Nissan Stadium, the Tennessee Tide Stadium. So You're the only 10 I see. Thank you, Eli. I appreciate that. <laughs> but Eli, you, you mentioned something about Chicago and the and the you know pass crossing and you know the end meets the road. Yeah, I can't relate. But you know, no, I'm just kidding. I've I've been there. Trust me. So I don't know what he's referring to other than yeah, the Roquan Smith situation. But <laughs> I don't know where he's getting that there. Kyler? I mean, two years ago we were like a bottom five team in the league so what are you yeah, saying been there. what are you saying <laughs> are you telling me that we're bottom Carson five? Wentz I mean it was terrible <laughs> Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the league two years ago so two years ago <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing changed <laughs> <laughs> no actually I've heard Washington he's actually been awful yeah, like seriously right. I've heard the same thing I, I've heard he's been awful which it's like Ron Rivera can save him I guess who knows I think they were like listen he did this with Cam Newton it's like, well, um, but Kyler, are you for sure that we're gonna? You want to make this announcement right now? Hmm. I'm looking at you with a confused look. I'm confused. How do I explain this? Kaka, kaka. Exactly what I was thinking. Wait a minute. 
flying away. Like I'm leaving the bird's nest. He's literally like <laughs> I'm. The I'm literally in the middle. He's just like bouncing all around it. Okay. After some off-air discussions, Kyler now knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, is yes. there an announcement that you would like to make to yes. the listeners? Yes. So I am going to be um, a part of the LTT feed as well. Me, uh, Drew, and I. Have Drew talked. Look at that. Drew and I have talked, and we have discussed some things. And Drew's going to have his no playbook, but I am going to start a Eagles podcast. Now I know what you're thinking: Ugh, Eagles podcast, no one cares. Well, I care first of all, so I don't really care. If <laughs> That's all that matters. That's the one. <laughs> Second of all, I'm I'm not going to talk about just the Eagles here. Okay. More than likely, around the NFL topics will be discussed. Now, it will only it will mainly be focused on the Eagles stuff, like some pregame, um, mostly postgame reactions. Because, trust me, there there's a lot of frustration in Eagles fan that sometimes I just want to just express it. So you will probably get some raw, unfiltered, just postgame reactions um, at times. But no, just um, I'm currently I. I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to find the name for it. Still trying to get the branding going so for it. So it'll be probably a couple weeks. Yeah, it is. And I'm gonna talk to some people. I'm gonna talk to the same guy that helped create your logo, Drew. And then uh, I'm currently in the process right now making the intro. And so yeah, I'm just. It's just. It's just. It's just something that I can still upload and create content for as I go to college. And um, and you know, Eagles football. I mean, happens all year round. You know, with the with free agency and moves being discussed. I mean, the team changes every year. So, uh, unless unless you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so so yeah, I'm excited to announce that and uh, more updates to come. And of course, Eli, you are always welcome to do a podcast on the Bears as well. Hey, the Bears might be a might be an idea. We need to get it, get so, going. Like I said, it is anything. Anyone that's open to doing a podcast, please I went, feel free to message me. But Kyler, with you doing post game reactions, I have a couple of ideas that we could run by. Yeah, for sure. And and also too, I'll probably I'll probably end up making like a, like a little Twitter page. And on top of this, um, I'll I'm making a different, a little bit different than what than what Drew, um, because I kind of I've looked into this. Um, I've seen I see some clips on Twitter of if, if somebody has like a podcast, they'll they'll upload like the they upload the audio, but just have the logo on the back, and they have like audio levels that adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, so I upload. I kind of would like to upload some like clips, like like a little like thirty second clip of of uh, maybe the show, so that way it kind of sparks some interest. Um, but I yeah, definitely tried, thought about you doing YouTube Shorts and TikToks and stuff like that. Yeah, the, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. So it's a it's a lot it's a lot to get into, but I'm so passionate about it. Clearly, so um, whenever you're passionate about it, it makes it fun. So. I'm really excited to get that going. Like I said, more updates to come um, as the weeks go on. I'm really going to start to get the ball rolling. I'm actually <laughs> probably going to get a mic today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll just go from there. And I guess some more updates to come. So be on the lookout on the LTT Twitter page. Yes. We also have to get you uh, signed all the stuff, you know. The contractual obligations. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sponsorships. So. And- so you're doing it for free with the possibility <laughs> of earning money. No, but yes, we. Uh, I've kind of preached this. I mean, on the mic and off the mic to everybody, all my friends and all my my family that I would think would be good to do it. Um, I mean, you guys were nationally um, nominated for an award with your guys's uh, sports cute podcast oh, yeah. with you, Eli, and then you, Kyler, and then our other buddy Branton. So, and 
Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, oh, it's yeah. not yeah, – you right. guys are good at what you do. So, I mean, it's – Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Well, we, I mean, we, we have an award winner, like, across the way. I mean, so – true. I mean, we, we just the got man, nominated. He, he, he won the thing. So The man got her done. Yes, yes. So, so very – And then, very, technically, the first year, we, we all got yeah. nominated for that same award because we were a part with – we were a part of your guys' show, right? Just on a different segment, so yeah. I, I will pat myself on the back. We all know. What we're yeah, yeah. About. We, we shall. <laughs> we're all pretty our, good at it. Yeah. So we we, we, we kind of know what we're doing here. Uh, hence the hence the degree to prove it. <laughs> and the FCC test. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest biggest thing. Yeah. Seven um, questions. But enough, kind of chit chatty. I about guess we're just some kids playing radio, stuff. huh? Listen, Eli, that's in your Twitter page, like on your Twitter bio. Yep. And I think I saw it and didn't remember it, but I, <laughs> I was looking at it and I was like, dude, this has to be the best thing ever. I'm still in the process of making a t-shirt. It will happen. Dude, you you let me know. I will I'll make you guys one, one if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I will I'm, buy I'm, one. I'm going to buy one. For oh, you, ain't pay, you ain't paying for that shit. You're going to get it for free. <laughs> We're all going to wear it. We're going to take a picture. On the last day. Of, yes. the last, day. last day. Yep. We'll have to bring, you got, we'll have to bring Kyler back in on the, on the radio show yeah, and everything like that. So, kind of getting into some uh, some sports talk. Um, oh yeah! Last week, we I didn't have a podcast out because that Friday prior, so the fifth of August, I had went to the Cardinals game. Um, actually, I don't think it was the fifth. Let me double check. It was the fifth. Because yeah, it do was you know? The fifth. Do you know what the next day was? Yeah, you do. <laughs> Dude, still. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I, that was that, that was prime opportunity. But yeah, I didn't have a podcast out that week because I was super busy. Like from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I had Holiday World, an interview, and then Friday I went to the Cardinals game. Busy where man. I proceeded to lose my voice. So Ugh. it was I I was screaming. That was probably the best game I've ever been to live, and it made it so much sweeter that her dad was a Cardinal fan or a, a Yankee fan. Excuse me. <laughs> but. You know, I was really expecting and hoping to see Juan Soto in a Cardinals jersey that Friday, but it did not happen. No. Mm. So we were here at the station whenever we were uh, talking about it, and I think it – I don't know if it had expired yet, but I know it was getting close, um, or at least Juan Soto had been officially traded mm-hmm. whenever we were kind of like giving up hope. Yep. And the one piece that was causing it all was somebody that is a day um, younger than Juan Soto, Dylan Carlson. See, I whenever the report initially came out, it was very frustrating because obviously this – I mean, Juan Soto just won the home run derby this past year. The dude's electric, one of the best young players in all of baseball. I mean, you can put him up there with Ronald Acuna, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's one of the most like, young electric players in all of baseball. So whenever a guy comes up like this in the market, like that, that doesn't happen too often. And what was what what really doesn't happen too often is the Cardinals being one of the favorites to land him. So there was a report, I want to say by John Morosi on Twitter, and he had mentioned that the 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 deal breaker for the Cardinals was to was to not add Dylan Carlson in the lineup. If that is truly the case, and honestly, since that report came out, nothing has been said about it. So how true that is, I'm not sure. I'm not saying I don't trust the sources. I'm just saying I right. just haven't seen anything else about it. But if that is if that is truly the case on why Juan Soto was, is not in a Cardinals uniform, 
I know you're giving up all these prospects. I know I get it. But this is a 23-year-old superstar right now, and he's already way better than Dylan Carlson, who's the same age. You trade away Dylan Carlson to get Josh Bell. I'm I'm assuming that they wouldn't even need to, even need to get Josh Bell in return. I feel like the Nationals could have kept Josh Bell. But nonetheless, you trade away Juan Soto to get Dylan Carlson, period, point blank. And why this was not done, I have no idea. And I understand the prospect side. I understand Nolan Gorman is a very good up-and-coming player. He's had, he's had a great season this year. And, you know, Ma- Matthew Libertor, you know, he's, he's he's still got a little bit oh, of yeah. ways to go. But, oh, yeah. but you know, he's, he's still a raw prospect. And I get, I get that. I get giving them up. And plus Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn, I, I get all that. But one, it's Juan Soto. Like, come on. I felt like, I felt like the Cardinals dropped the ball on that aspect, but in return they also got some really good pitchers. In return, who's been playing pretty well so far, like Jose Quintana, um, yesterday against the Rockies pitched phenomenal. He only gave up like one or two runs. So again, it's a little it's a little frustrating, but kind of but it's, it's starting to kind of pan out for the Cardinals at the trade deadline. My I want to know um, what that deal was going to look like potentially if Soto went to the Cardinals. I want to know. Because I know they wanted a long-term deal. Like, that was the whole thing. I want to know how many years they wanted and how big of a contract that the St. Louis Cardinals would want. Because it's really, like, he, the Nationals offered him relatively a lot. Like, 10 years. I think the f- official number was, like, $440 million the, Yeah, there. it was, like, yeah, 10 no. to 15 years. And the thing was that I heard that per year he was getting paid a lot less. He would He would be getting paid a lot less than other up-and-coming talent in the league, so that's why he declined. Mm-hmm. Also a long-term. But again, I don't know what they had in mind. So it's just interesting to me. I, 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 I wonder the same thing, and I'm, I really – we're never going to hear it. At right. least no time soon. Maybe when John Moselock retires, you know, if I'm a Cardinal Beat reporter or whenever I know him personally, whenever I go up and tell him how I really think about what the Cardinals <laughs> are doing right now, uh, I will ask him – what that Soto package looked like because I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Did they throw in Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn? Did they throw in – I mean, the deal breaker for me was Matthew Libertor. That was it because Jack Flaherty is terrible. Uh, Michaelis has been good this year, but we, he just played the Rockies and what was it, Kyler? A couple like – he, he gave up nine runs <laughs> in one inning. Nine runs Dude. in one inning. Now, I will say, to, to be honest, that's one of those games where you're just like, it is not our night, right. period. And and so and 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 they bounce back the next day and, and they and they get the pretty you know pretty pretty good win so nine to five win yeah so you know it, that's one of those like where you just it was just not your night at all so and my Michaelis has been good you know his record is at now eight and nine um, but he has a sub three ERA which tells you that he goes out pitches his heart out lets up one run and they lose one nothing you mm-hmm. know or even he doesn't let up any runs and the the bullpen lets it up so he doesn't he gets a no contest but he still pitched seven innings of scoreless mm-hmm. baseball you know mm-hmm. you know what i mean so <clears throat> it's just one of those things to where personally i would have thrown dylan carlson in the deal but then we later found out that harrison bader got traded to the yankees and that probably and I think that, that definitely had something to do with it because from what we had just met with our instructor yesterday kyle peach was telling us was that Pujols had the same injury that Bader has, and he's never been the same. So, it's which just, I never thought about that either. It's mm-hmm. just one of those things to where I mean, I don't necessarily know the exact name of the injury, but I know from what I've heard, it is could very easily be a a career ender, especially for a guy like Harrison Bader who doesn't hit the ball very well. He he relies everything on defense, which is fine, perfectly fine. But 
hopefully he makes a full recovery. But it's still just one of those things to where, you know, I, I would have thrown in Carlson, you know, and maybe try to uh, – I mean, what would your outfield look like? O'Neal, Soto. Newt Bar. Newt Bar or uh, Yepes. But I think Yepes is hurt, so Newt he Bar. Is. And by the way, speaking of which, Newt Bar has been cranking the ball lately, dude. dude. Newt Bar has been on a roll, and also too, and I'm gonna say it because defensively too, because you mentioned you went to the game on Friday. I went to the game on Sunday, and first of all, oh my lordy, I was I was not expecting to be there for four hours at the ballpark. It's the it's the longest game ever played at Bush Stadium three. And it felt like the hottest score? game at Bush Stadium three. What was the score like? Twelve to nine. That sounds. It was. Right. It was twelve to nine. Yeah, it was yeah. twelve to nine. And and and, there, and and I bring this guy up, Paul DeYoung. I'm telling you, ever since he came back from Memphis, the dude's been lighting it up. And I gotta give credit where it's due because I was begging for this guy to leave the team back I in was April. Too. I, I, he was awful. I I would. I remember I tweeted out something whenever Brendan Donovan and Nolan Nolan Gorman kind of started hitting hitting and lighting it up. I said, Wow, Paul DeYoung's really never going to be a Cardinal again. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's he's been a cardinal. He's still the the fastball really still gets him just because you throw him high heat, three pitches and you're done, you mm-hmm. know. But I mean, he's he just surpassed 100 career home runs. He gave the Cardinals the winning run run um, in Friday's game, uh, which was still one of the hypest moments I've ever been a part of. It was like runners on sec- first and second. I don't think there was anybody out. If there was, there was one person out. And DeYoung just rips one down the right field line. And Judge is just trotting over there. It was hit so hard to where he's like, I have no play. I have to play it off the bounce. <laughs> so he is just jogging over there, dude. And O'Neal is hustling. And Arnaldo's in front of him. So Arnaldo's like, this is one of the fastest players on our team. I got to go. <laughs> but, dude, I whenever I tell you, I was jumping and screaming. So I was – I'm pretty sure – in my entire row, because we sat behind the Yankees bullpen, I was the only Cardinal fan. Ah, there awesome. you go. Dude, there was these guys behind me. They were cracking me up. They're like, "All right, time to bring in Helsy Belsy." There's something like that, dude. They were they were cracking me up, dude. Um, I was about to say on Sunday, whenever Arnado hit that hit that ball in the, the in the bull shot. in the bullpen, dude. So we sat section two sixty three. So you can see. It's it's along the third base line, so obviously that that's in the same direction as that ball was going into the bullpen. And I kid you not, when, it, when that ball went off the bat, kunk, and I literally I, I could literally see the pinstripes on the ball as it was flying to the that bullpen. Has to be like I'm like, super cool. that's yeah. awesome. And I'm like, dude, I'm like that's I'm like that's gone. Goodbye. So that was yeah, it was an awesome game. But man, I got burnt to a crisp, and it was a long day, but it was it was awesome. Also, the first inning. Uh, maybe first two innings, I was on my feet more than I was on the bench just because I stood up for for Pujols and Yachty. And then oh, yeah. I, of course, Matt Carpenter about took off my yeah. shirt and was waving. It. <laughs> I was ready to make God. a sign for him. Dude, I'm the biggest Matt Carpenter fan. Like, even whenever he was having his worst years of his career, like, I love Matt you, Carpenter you, to death. Yeah, I remember. You you defended that, man. Yeah, so he's my favorite Cardinal of all time. I love the versatility. Uh, I feel like Brennan Donovan is eventually going to get there just because he's Matt Carpenter 2.0, you know. But, mm-hmm. again, I love Matt Carpenter. So whenever he came up, they actually made a, a last-minute switch, probably like 20 minutes before the game. They took Rizzo out of the lineup with back tightness, and mm-hmm. then they and put Carpenter batting third, and I didn't know. So he just said, Matt Carpenter, and I'm like, oh! And I, like, jumped up on him. I was like, oh, my God, I love you, Carp. So, 
That's how I felt about uh, Schumacher back in the day. It was so fun to watch. See, I'm torn between like my like like, like the best game I've ever been to because I'm telling you, and I will. Oh man, this like going to that game in April, Eli, with whenever Pulis hit that first home run back at Bush Stadium, that was like legendary. Like I, I I can't I can't even fathom or describe that. Like I, I like it was textbook like baseball. It was crazy. Like at that moment, I said, "Man, this is this is what makes this is what makes baseball yes. so freaking awesome." Like. Oh, I can't even describe it. Nope. So, yeah. So I just I can't get over it. It was it was amazing. So, um, quickly touching up the MLB trade deadline because we did have uh, some light breaking news um, in the NFL. Nothing a trade or nothing. Eli's like, like her breaking now? news, and he's like, <laughs> wait, please, wait, Lord, wait no. a second. <laughs> wait, just now? Um, yeah. So we'll we'll talk. Oh. We'll touch on it whenever we get to the NFL. Again, it's nothing too crazy. Um, but as we're as we're just yeah, you know, making as you sure. guys are talking about <laughs> it, yeah. Um, so the MLB trade deadline, yes, the Padres bought heavy. Uh, the Yankees kind of bought heavy too. Um, so it, it's weird because the Yankees bought heavy and they went on a big losing streak. They're currently still on that losing streak, and then the Padres as well are. Um, not doing very well. Juan Soto, he's like, I feel bad for opposing pitchers. And that same night, they didn't put up a single run. So they lost one nothing to the Giants. But it's still – I think us, we were talking about it the other day. The Cardinals have the easiest remaining schedule mm-hmm. left. The Brewers are still trying to get used to life without Josh Hader. They, they have traded, been struggling. They traded Josh Hader in probably the most surprising move of the offseason. Mm-hmm. So, and I was talking to you. Uh, Kyler, I said, I if the Brewers decide to blow it up, I will burn my Cardinals jerseys because it's an easy w- division win for the Redbirds. That which means that they're going to get lazy and not try to push to like, okay, we're going to win the division. That's it. We have a guaranteed playoff berth. It's and then, not like the division is weak. Let's go heavy right now. Yeah. Let's go Padres. So, but and then they and then they kind of limp their well I'll, I'll say limp but then they get to the playoffs and then they get absolutely exposed. And I wouldn't even necessarily say that because last year's game was really good. It was until you bring in Alex Reyes to pitch in like in the ninth and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, I understand. So disappointing. Still, um but I think I was watching that Pujols home run dude. And that Rockies pitcher left a curveball just right down the pooper. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that and I said, "I said, oh my goodness!" <laughs> like, you leave I one guess of the my greatest hitters of all time against the lefty in Coors Field, a curveball <laughs> right down the, the middle, and he's just like, "Who else is like <laughs> licking his lips?" Dude, Tell them uh, to bring me my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my question to you guys is: is is he gonna hit seven hundred? No. You don't think so? He's, is he at well, 687 right now? Yes. Okay. And the only reason why I'm saying he this. He would have to go on a massive hitting stretch. Well, the only reason why I'm saying this is because they are playing some really bad teams and some really bad pitchers. Yeah. So could they, could they, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I don't see it happening. I mean, I don't know how well the sports is, but this is the first thing that came to mind. Could pitchers throw him BP fastballs? Is Albert Bujols that well-respected to where – I mean, the Diamondbacks are up seven runs, or we're you know the Cardinals are up nine, you know in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, Pujols comes up and they just throw him a curveball, you know, put in a like you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what is the realistic? What is, what are the chances that I happen? think probably well, I, slim? I mean, I think Pujols should just come back for one more year. You know, he's got to definitely not. He's got to get the record <laughs> as, as a DH. I take him for one more no. year. No. After this year, so long, Yadi Wayne Pujols. 
What is your deal? So you are a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I, I'm. You are upset because of 2011, aren't you? <laughs> no, we did have a guy that worked here though that didn't have card, <laughs> that didn't have Pujols in his top five Cardinals of all time. That's that's just disrespectful. Because he left that's in just... 20. He's like, I have David X sign over him. I'm like, you're still a little girl about 2011, aren't you? <laughs> Don't tell me that you are because I know. Number four, number five will be retired like like the next day after, I would, after the I season. I would say over. number 52. Wayno has yeah. had some remarkable. Years yeah, 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 him in, too. In Louis. But I mean, number four, number five will 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 be retired the next day after the season's over. Yeah. Guarantee it. And it's just one of those things to where nobody ever wore number five once Albert left. Nope. It's one of those things where they're like, yeah, you're not wearing five. Like, whenever he retires, he will – it will yeah. hang uh, on our scoreboard. Yep. But I don't – I mean, I would love to have them all back, but, I mean, they're – Bueno has actually had a pretty good year, I think. But – it's just no. I'm no. I'm I'm not, I'm not screaming for them to come back. I'm just I was just honestly right. being funny, just saying, hey, for the record, you know, I take them for right a couple of games. <laughs> if he wants to come back and be a coach, by all means. If all three of them want to be a coach, that's fine. But I don't want them playing. Um, they're inconsistent, and I don't really want to see them get hurt again. You know, Yachty just came back. I don't Damn. want that to happen again. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool, you know, being like in there and everything like that, but. I'd be okay with him coming back as a coach. But I think that's going to wrap up the MLB news. We're going to kick it to some NFL news right after this. You're listening to No Playbook on the LTT Productions feed. This episode of No Playbook is sponsored by LTT Productions. Like, comment, share, tell your friends, even tell your grandma. Get the word out about LTT and we can watch this thing grow together. All right, so this breaking news that I talked about, again, I said it wasn't nothing major, but as of 10-12 on August 11th, 2022, James White has retired from football. The man that capped off the 28-3 comeback for the Patriots in Super Bowl 53, something like that. Mm-hmm. He was an honestly overall solid back. Yep, I mean – I mean, I feel like I feel like all New England Patriots running backs, minus Legarrette Blunt, in recent memory, were just just good in their average. Roles. It, that's it's like I'm not taking them in fantasy. It's just been so random because it's all just plug and play in that system. Rex Burkhead, James Danny, White, Danny Woodhead, Danny Woodhead. Don't remind me of Rex Burkhead, dude. That that run <laughs> in the uh, Super Bowl still breaks my heart. So I mean, freaking it's just so random. random. Like. I, but it's I want to say there was another one too that I can't think of. I, oh, have you think. I know, some, but still, like he was Tony Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah they drafted that guy. him, yep. and he was so good, and mm-hmm. they just didn't bring him back. Crazy. Well, no, they traded him to the Rams. So. Yep. But I know they weren't going to bring him back, so the Rams were like, "Hey, we'll give you." Uh, I don't remember what it was. I want to say it was a second because we probably overpaid. But um, either way, he was kind of the. T- prototypical Tom Brady running back. Yes. He yeah. can get you some yards on the ground, but mainly he's a dink and dunk kind of guy. So whenever you hear about Tom Brady and running backs, you want you hear about James White. Mm-hmm. They want to get a guy like James White because, I mean, he had his – I mean, granted, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but he had his best year with Tom Brady. I'd agree. I agree. Uh, sticking with Tom Brady, uh, the Bucks. what is going on in Tampa? They're struggling. Injuries, injuries, struggling. injuries. I mean, they lost uh, Ryan Jansen. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I thought that was his name, but I wanted to make sure. Uh, their center that they brought back for Tom. Then Alex Kappa went to the Bengals. 
believe. And then Ali Marpet retired. Yep. So that offensive line has been terrible on top of they've lost their first string and second string center. They had just <laughs> – Mike Evans, last time I had saw, was limping off the field. Oh, no, that's not good, actually. <laughs> I have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> Which we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, one of my so. fantasy teams, I have him on there. Uh, but, yeah, I Uh-oh. mean, last time that I heard, he was just – he was limping off the field. I don't know what it was, mm. but um, – Julio Jones season. Yeah, I've heard Julio Jones. I've heard good things about Julio yeah, Jones. Yeah, tearing it up. But I've also heard Tom Brady's about ready to karate chop the <laughs> offensive line coach in the throat. It's literally Trish, Tristan Wirfs and nobody else. <laughs> like, I – I can't. I can't think of. And Tristan Wirfs is probably a top five tackle in the league, but he his a tackle position. It's not like I'm sure they could kick him inside and try to help. You know, but. might as well just trade him and see what you can get. Right. I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that <laughs> you know, probably like, bears. Roquan Smith. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. One. <laughs> Man, Roquan Smith and Devin Bush would be uh, nasty. Not not Devin Bush. Uh, Devin White. Devin White. My and Levante David, too. That would be disgusting. Yeah, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just a hypothetical scenario. Eli's going to curl up in the corner just like, No, trust back. me, I already have. <laughs> <laughs> don't remind it's me. It's already happened. Oh, man. But, I mean, the Bucks were one of the, the quote-unquote powerhouses that were coming into the NFC coming back. They brought, you know, pretty much everyone back. Uh, Leonard Fournette is apparently 400 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he's he, on my fantasy team, man. I got it. I think that's an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, he posted it on Twitter that picture of him, like with he's like a uh, it's a bigger guy in a suit, and it's just his head photoshopped on me. He's like, see y'all kids tomorrow. <laughs> so. Reminds me of old cheeseburger saying, Eddie from back in the day, dude. So I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, Tom's like, I came out of retirement for this. Like, I'm going back and retire. I'm out of here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I still make Eddie Lacy jokes to this day. Yes. What, but yeah, what like, the hell is this piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> but what what are the expectations for the Bucks this year? I mean, I'm sorry, that's hilarious. I'm, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember what Ryan Jansen's injury was. I don't remember it being out for the season, but I also don't remember it being like two weeks. Uh, they're winning that division. Like, it, listen, like having Tom Brady hey, alone, Michael Thomas. That that's the thing about that Saints team, man. I, I, like I, I am still confident that the I'm Bucks not, probably will because that's a young team now. But in the, here in the next few years, that Saints team is going to be really good if they can stay healthy and if Jameis is the guy. That Saints team is literally just an if. One one thing, I mean, we the Eagles have the Saints first round pick though. Yeah. So the literally that, the whole thing where, about the Saints are who that who they like question mark who kind that? of thing. Yeah, I, like, I'm just if you, if you look at Dennis <laughs> Allen's record as a head coach, it's awful. It yeah, is, it's not. But it's just, so that's why like I'm not big. high on the Saints at all. Plus, this we has, don't know about Kamara. This like, has to be the best team he's ever had, though. Yeah, as a coach, right? I would hope. Probably. I would say so. I mean, like Jameis, that receiving top, core is really good. Top 15 quarterback in the league. You know, I mean, Kamara, top five running back, seven running back. However yep. you want to rank them. There's just a lot of that, questions for me to put that's to put I'm a lot saying. of stock. I mean, what what are their what's the ceiling? I think they can be a playoff team just because of how weak the NFC is right now. I'm assuming. I think I I have them not winning the division. Uh, I have them making the playoffs just because of you know they're probably the fourth, fifth best team in the NFC, sixth best team. Because you got to think Minnesota, Green Bay. Those are my personally. I think those are two other coming out of the NFC North. Tampa, Rams. That's four. Philly. Philly. 
Niners, if they can do something. Um, well, I don't know where I got fourth or fifth from. Um, so yeah, probably seven, eight. Man, that's a that's a wild card mm-hmm. spot, and they're going to give someone trouble because that defense is so good. Um, but like I said, it's just one of those where there's just so many question marks on that team that I, you know, like is like is 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 Alave going to be good? You know, like is he going to make that transition fine? Mm-hmm. Is Michael Thomas going to play? Like, is he going to play? Yeah, is, he's looked good in camp. Is how's Jameis going to look from the injury? What's Kamara's suspension? How's Dennis Allen going to do in a you know in a head coach role? Like. There's there's just so many questions for me to yeah. put to, to put a lot of stock, but if, but if I were to put any stock in that team, that's a perfect nine and eight win team right there, or mm-hmm. nine nine and eight record team right there. That's perfect for a team like that to play in a, in the, in a division like that right now, though, because Carolina and Atlanta will do nothing. No. They, they will be a bottom bottom league bottom teams in the league. I think so I think the Falcons might little... win like two games, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, yeah. I'm they they are very bad. I think that. Early on, it'll be competitive for first, but as Tampa Bay gets healthier, I think they'll just pull away because yep. right now I see them on like the, kind of the same level field with all of Tampa's injuries. But once Tampa gets healthy, I think they'll pull away. But I mean, if everything goes correct, Dennis Allen has learned and is a best coach, one of the best coaches in the league. Michael Thomas is back to his mm-hmm. 2019 form. Alave's a stud. The defense is good. Like this is probably a 12 win team. I can 11, see that. 12 win team. Just based off of the divisions that they play, I mean, they, Tampa hasn't beaten the Saints since Tom's left. So I mean, that's probably one win right there. They're probably going to sweep the Panthers and the Falcons. So that's what five wins off rip. Mm-hmm. So and then I don't know. I don't remember what the rest of their schedule is. I don't know what divisions they play, but I think that this could easily be a twelve to nine win team. Just how good is everyone going to be? Yep. How healthy is everyone going to stay? Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. So, Eli, we'll put your torture to rest, and we'll hit Roquan Smith and Kareem Hunt asking out, but mainly Roquan Smith because the Browns immediately denied his request, uh, Kareem Hunt's trade request. Um, what, 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 what don't we know? What, what do Kyler and I, not being Bears fans, know? What do we don't? What don't we know about Roquan Smith? Go on your soapbox for a minute, yes. Eli. Please step okay. up. So, for anyone, I know you guys probably already know because I've told you. Roquan Smith does not have an agent, so he is not familiar with trade packages and stuff like that. Well, not trade packages. I don't. No. <laughs> no. He's not getting traded. He won't. <laughs> he's not familiar with contract negotiations. I think he's putting a lot more emotion into the, deci- the decisions because he's already stated he's, want- he's wanted to be a bear. He wants to be a bear. I think from what I've heard, the offer that he received was 19-5. That's slightly lower than Darius Leonard. That would make him the second highest paid linebacker in the league, which I think is fair. I think that's, yeah. a, I think that's a good contract. Yeah, that's I think fair. that's a really good deal. I mean, granted, I don't think he's better than Shaq. No, I don't or, either. Uh, Shaquille Leonard. Yeah, that's what I was about to correct uh, yeah, myself. You're good, you're good. Shaquille <laughs> Leonard. Uh, I personally don't think he's better than Fred Warner. Oh. Um, but that three, I mean, who? what other linebackers do you think would really – would you put above – Roquan Smith. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put anyone else above. For Roquan. me, Fred maybe, Warner maybe and him. Bobby. Just a maybe yeah. Bobby. I, it, at maybe this point, Bobby. it'd be off legacy because who in the hell is watching That's what the Seahawks I'm, games? Yeah. Well, you know, it, well, he's, well, he's on your Rams now. No, that's not what I'm saying. But like, <laughs> I, I personally don't know how good he yeah. was last yeah. year because whenever hey, Russ was true. when Russ was hurt, that team is unwatchable. 
Roquan for me is at least top three, and I think he's better than Fred Warner. But that's that's you can compare. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty close. I can see. I, I don't watch a lot of Bears games, but of course, with the Rams being in the Niners division, right. I see a lot of Fred Warner. Yeah, so. and he is really good. So go get, get back on your soapbox. Yeah, I'll put that. Get back up there. <laughs> but like I said, they use offer nineteen five. I don't really know why he wouldn't accept that. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with Poles is he wants to have money for next year so he can draft his own players and build this team back up to something respectable. And if you pay Roquan Smith $20 million plus and reset the linebacker market, it's not going to work out well for a team that is rebuilding. You can't just... And I want Roquan. I'm not saying I want to get rid of him. But if he's asking $20 million to $21 million plus, we've got to, we're going to have to trade him. Yeah, and especially with Justin Fields. I mean, granted, he was drafted last year. Or not this past draft, but the the draft prior but i mean you're gonna have to eventually pay him because yeah. i mean even if he doesn't show that he's the guy now this year but he's got all the tools to be the guy mm-hmm. so you're gonna mm-hmm. pay him off of just potential alone we're gonna so. have to we're gonna have to pay justin fields darnell mooney yep. jalen johnson brisker and gordon down the line because they've shown out in training camp they've looked really good uh, tevin jenkins tevin jenkins has looked good did, um, did you say velas jones if he pans out velas jones yeah he, he'll He's Bayless, Velas. Yeah. What I yeah, don't want to happen with the Bears is what happened with the Steelers and what happened with the Rams before they got kind of – they just said forget the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Is that you limit yourself because you're paying so many top-tier players to where you're just, this guy's good enough, you know. Yep. Or we, we really could draft a guy here, you know. But like that's that was the worst thing about the Rams is that they were paying – Jalen Ramsey, they're paying Aaron Donald, uh, Corey Littleton, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, like yes. all these players that they're good, but they're not on the level of Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would take prime Todd Gurley over probably any running back in history. Right. Uh, but that's in just history? Me. That's just me being biased. Oh, I was about to say, I, man, I, Barry Sanders is pretty good. <laughs> I, I love me some Barry, but, yeah. I mean, Todd's just – yeah, a he, different. He, it's a, a it's a weird emotional connection thing, but that's okay. We'll talk. This is not a feelings podcast, okay? <laughs> this is a sports podcast. Uh, but yeah, I don't. If he resets the linebacker market, I mean, I, it's kind of like one of those things to where it's like Christian Kirk resetting it, right? Like, obviously, Roquan's better than Christian Kirk, but it's like. Do you do you think that he deserves 2021 20, 22 23 24 million? I think 20 million is the absolute maximum. Anything over that, I don't think he 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 deserves to get paid cuz he's 25 and this is his first big contract and I think that's what's going through his head. He wants to get all the money that he can. Right. Cuz he's 25. But it's going to come to a point to where you're going to not get all the money that exactly. you can, you know. Exactly. And today it was just reported that uh, or yesterday, Ryan Poles took him off the pup list because he was on the pup list to avoid fines from not attending training camp. Well, he was attending. He just wasn't participating. So now, every day that he doesn't practice, he gets fined $40,000, I believe. Mm-hmm. He didn't report to practice today. So that's a fine. So now we're in the end game here to where he either Something's signs a contract give. or... He seriously is like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. Exactly. Trade me. But uh, that's another thing, too, is that we have the option to franchise tag. A lot of people don't think about that. So we could franchise tag him. We That's can... still going on? I thought the franchise tag deadline was. I'm not 100%. I, I, don't, I don't know because I, 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 that's something that the franchise tag I don't really know right. about other than like you're getting the top dollar for your market that you're in until yep. you can renegotiate a contract. But I don't know uh, whenever it comes and goes, one of those deals. But 
for Roquan, it's just kind of like you can either stay here and take – do you know what pretty much everyone thinks that you're worth, which is still second-best linebacker right. in the league money, um, or you could be traded to Jacksonville or Detroit, you know, yeah, a team that money would there. love to yeah. pay you and have you, but you're going to sacrifice winning for the money. Yeah. So at this point, I don't want him to get traded, mm-hmm. but if it happens – I am fully committed to a three and fourteen season because yeah, with enough. him, I think we are a six to seven win team. I really, I don't feel like we're as bad as people think. But without him, yeah, we'll lose a lot of games, and that's fine. Get a if we can get a first Roquan and then have a top ten pick, that's gonna we'll what be cooking. Would even be the market for Roquan though, like first, it's got to be first at least but, but one a first and like, like a, a third, first and maybe like an offensive lineman. I wouldn't mind that or a receiver, like not necessarily like a. A crazy, you know, Honestly, elite, but I mean, good enough to get right. you through this year until next year's draft or free agency. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Texans' salary cap situation is like because of the Deshaun Watson deal and that <laughs> right. whole mess. But I'm telling you right now, if you could get like, I'm just thinking of like a hypothetical trade package. If the Texans hypothetically can 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 pay him that money, Davis Mills, no, <laughs> you get no. the Texans. They might not have a first round pick. I. You you get a Texans first round pick. We'll just say a Texans third rounder and Brandon Cooks. Oh, I'd I'd, Ooh, I'd wow. take that. Like that. Like to me, that that would be the ideal trade package. That would because be a really good trade package. On all on, on all accounts, like they're getting a top tier linebacker, which they desperate desperately need on that defense. Mm-hmm. And you guys are getting a consistent. I love me some Brandon Cooks. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is so underrated, and he and he and he, he, he just produces. And he would have that. People would stop complaining about. Oh, well, Fields doesn't have a true number one because people just over like Darnell Mooney. Like, Listen, Mooney, Mooney has looked hella good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's bulked yeah. up. He's quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I've but. saw. I have watched uh, training camp videos just because I I see all the stuff that Eli likes. And I'm like, because it pops up because we right. follow each other, and I'm like, that is really cool. So I like it. And then Twitter's like, you like the Bears? <laughs> you Bears it's, fan? Yeah, huh? it's yeah. like it does that. I d- it did it with the Raiders a couple couple weeks ago. The Eagles, the Steelers. Yes. you know. So it's just one of those things to where it's like I saw it and I saw Justin Fields. Um, well, first off, uh, kind of overthrow someone just a little bit. Yeah, but it's it's some it's front training camp. exactly. But I saw him throw one up to Darnell Mooney and him just like Randy Moss one hand grab it over yeah. somebody and He's it was just man. like. But he's on my team. <laughs> so, but I mean, would you even like? This is a stupid question, but Darnell Mooney and Brandon Cooks are kind of similar. Yeah, you know. But it also is the fact of he's the best receiver. He would be the best receiver on the market to get. I so, want. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm now. I'm like really curious to see if this if this is like a trade package that could actually happen. I'm, right. try, I'm trying to find the Texans salary cap. Um. I wouldn't mind Brandon Cooks, and I wouldn't mind Will Fuller. Laramie Tunsil? I wouldn't mind that either. I, but I, I really feel like the Texans would would overvalue him, personally. They probably yeah, would. Enough. They did give up a lot to get him, though. Like, they gave up a lot to get him from Miami. Like I said, I'm trying to find... Like I said, if someone's willing to offer us a Ugh. haul, I don't want to get rid of him. But we're in a rebuild, so we'll I mean, see what happens. To put this in perspective, as I, as I'm looking at this right now, um, for 2022, I have no idea how. Wait, I want. 
I'm like, I'm like going back and forth on this because it says on here that the top cap space for the Browns is at 49 million. But I'm like, how? I'm like, they because just Sean's getting paid one million this year. Valid point. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great point. So, like here, like here's so the Texans are like near the bottom here. I'm talking like it goes Texans, Rams, Jags, Patriots, Bills, Giants, 49ers. So that could be that Brandon Cooks, Larry Tunsil. I'm sure wow. they're still they've got some Deshaun you know, Watson money, some Brad. DeAndre Hopkins money. Yep. Um, but here are some teams at the top. You know, if you're talking trade package wise and salary cap, you got the Browns, Raiders, Cowboys, Panthers, Dolphins. Oh, the Raiders, you guys, would be such a good one. Yep. The Bears, Cardinals, Bengals, Packers, and that's just name a few. Listen, you keep Brokaw Smith out of the NFC West, okay? Dude. I don't want to see him twice a year. I don't want to see him in the North. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would, I would love a, and you know, I. We, Honestly, we, we, we can go into more like right, the, right. the Brandon Cook contract and if that's whatever. But I'm just saying, initially, whenever I thought of it, I'm like, okay, you're putting Roquan in the AFC. He's 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 not in the a, he's not he's on the NFC. First round pick, you get you you get that value. Third round pick, you're getting that value, mm-hmm. and then you get a need. I would say a need, you know, a need on that on that receiving core right now in Brandon but Cooks. If because obviously trading in division, especially with a good player like a good player like Roquan. What if someone like the Packers or the Lions were to literally just sell the farm for him? Two first-round picks, a, se- a second, a third, and, you know, just for skill level, Bakhtiari, you know, or some stupid package like that. I mean, granted, it probably won't look like right. that or even happen, but, like, because they have to pay more because Paul's like, you're going to have to give me a lot for me to have to see him twice a year. It's like, well, actually, we have this package right here waiting for you. So like, would you? How would you feel about something stupid like that? Like a like a overpay to keep keep him in the North, but not on the Bears. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's like when you trade a defensive player in the in the next few years, they're gonna have an impact against your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, but it's not like you're trading a Devonte Adams mm-hmm. to where they're gonna torch you for the years to come. I think you can limit defensive players more than you can offensive players. So if if they were willing to give up multiple firsts and multiple players, that's just one of those things I think you'd have to take on the chin and be like, "This is our future. We just gotta." And again, I'm not I'm not a Texan super fan when I say this, so I don't I don't I'm just saying you just off the the cusp here. I don't really know like what their picks yeah. look like and all that offhand. I've, I'm got I had to do more info on it, but I'm I'm just thinking around like a underrated wide receiver that could produce. And first thing that came to my my mind was Brandon Cooks, and his name was in some trade talks last year. Mm-hmm. If you if you remember that right, so the Texans have tried to trade him before. Foreshadowing, know. baby. I'm gonna. I'm so, the guru. I know it's gonna go on. So sticking with the Texans, uh, their old quarterback got a suspension last week. Um, Deshaun Watson was suspended six games after it finally coming out that he was gonna get suspended. Uh, Judge Sue Robinson finally made her decision. Um, I say finally, but like it was just false report after false report after false report. But finally, I think it was Justina Anderson. She's like a Browns beat reporter, but she also does a lot of like Nat TV stuff. Uh, she said that she will get a ruling tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which ended up being six games. Which but then the NFL um, and, and the NFL immediately appealed it. So let me throw this at you. Watson is supposed to start Friday in the preseason game. 
So what I had read from Mike Florio's website is the Browns are like, listen, do it. What are you going to do? You, you really want him playing on Friday? Because we're gonna we're gonna play him four quarter. I don't know how much, but I'm Wouldn't sure they're gonna, I'm sure they're gonna play him a, a, yeah. a hefty amount just to see because it'd be the first NFL action he had seen in almost two years. So it's like, and this is tomorrow. Like I know you're listening to this on the day that the Browns play the Jags in their preseason game, but this is like the Browns are like, hey, do it. We dare we you know like we're waiting for you. So he, they're really kind of forcing the NFL's hand here. And Goodell passed it off to Peter Harvey, who has the decision. Again, the preseason, they play the Jags tomorrow. Or for, for you, you listening today, but Friday. I'll start saying Friday. So what what does this timetable look like? Do, do we think the Browns are bluffing here? How about that? I think he'll play regardless. It's just how much. My, my big question with why well, I've actually got two questions. My first question of the whole deal is how much of this is because of the accusations or the suspension and how much of this is the backlash? Well, how, how much of this is because he hasn't played in so long? Just just basically trying to get him game reps. And also, too, I also want to know how, how long is he playing? Because Jalen Hurts, for example, is playing one to two series on Friday. Matt Matt Ryan's playing um, the first quarter. I saw that come out today. Okay, so you know, I want to know from Kevin Stefanski how 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 much is he how much is he going to play on Friday? Because if he's playing the whole first half, then to me that thing's well. <laughs> I mean, they, they, there's there, there's just got to be reason behind it. Um, is there bluff? Does he like? Oh, we're, Deshaun's playing the whole game. What are you talking about? He's playing first fourth quarter. He's playing the f- first through fourth I, I quarter. I don't know. I was just oh, saying, oh, like, oh, oh. if they're like, okay. So how how long are you thinking Deshaun's gonna play? What do you mean he'll be starting the whole game? He'll be out there. Yeah. Every game, every series we have. You know, do the do the Browns call their bluff, or you know, does Peter Harvey call their bluff, or are the Browns gonna try to do what they're thinking about doing to catch the suspension right now? That way, they know for a fact of. Is it six games? Is it a, a definite suspension? Does he drop it? I don't think he'll drop it to four, but you know, like no, I, I, I didn't no expect shot. it to be only six games, though. I'm, I'm sticking by it. It's got to be at least eight, nine, and I'm, I could even say up to a year. Yeah, like I, I just, I, I don't know because because there was a lot of backlash from people, especially on social media about about her ruling about the six games. And then you see them try to recover it up. Um, yes, I did. With the Dolphins thing, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They 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 throw in the Dolphins thing to the Dolphins make, to make got, it seem like so. They basically kind of I don't mean to cut you off, but the Dolphins have lost a first round and a third round pick uh, in different years. I think they lose their first round pick this year and their third round pick next year. Um, to them trying to tank, mm-hmm. um, and all this has come from the blind Brian Flores, um. Well, and they were also I, tampering with um, Tom Brady, right? Right. With, with Tom, which and I think Sean that Payton. actually might be it. But I'm laughing because uh, I saw this meme on fa- on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and it said, "Imagine Bill Belichick texting Brian Flores instead of Brian Dable <laughs> to screw over his rivals one last time." You know, one of those ordeals, like play chess, not checkers. You know what I mean? So, but I, I'm thinking 
you know, I'm I'm thinking a year. I I really do. I feel that because there was a lot of backlash, especially on social media. Of I mean, the, the Calvin Ridley situation got brought up in comparison, which is two, it's two completely different things, but still, you know, Josh Gordon got brought in the conversations with his suspensions. I mean, the list goes on and on, but I just. I mean, they were immediate to appeal that. So, to me, that just seems like it's got to be more of some sort. We shall see and we shall wait and see. So, what I've been looking at is past suspensions and just looking at, like, what happened in the preseason. So, the whole deflate gate thing. Tom Brady played during the preseason. Uh, Ray Rice, he played in the preseason. Let's see here. It says Antonio Gates was suspended for a little bit. He played. Sheldon Richardson played for the Packers. Well, but you get what I'm saying is that yeah, 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 I got you. players that are suspended can still participate in the preseason, which is really strange to me. Like, it doesn't make sense because why the whole the point of the preseason is to get you ready for regular season snaps. They're not playing in the regular season. That's what I – and it's like if you don't want them playing in a regular season game, like I get a preseason as preseason, exactly. but like – no games. Yeah. You know, and those don't count. Or maybe extend it, like, instead of eight games, it's 11 games, including the preseason. You know, or, you know, kind of something, give it some stupid yeah. meaning like that. But I, I I don't know. The six was kind of surprising to me whenever I saw it. I was thinking definitely eight at least. Yes. But the NFL brought her five cases, four or five cases. And he lied directly to the judge. So I, know, I, I think that he shot himself in the foot with lying to Sue Robinson because I definitely think Peter Harvey's going to look at that and be like, you telling me the truth or what are we doing here, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if it's a year. I don't really – I'm not surprised with the NFL and legal stuff at all anymore. So <laughs> Yeah, you got that right. Players <laughs> can play in the preseason unless it loses them money like Calvin Ridley. There you go. A little fact-check tidbit for the day. Yep. Yeah. This league, man. <laughs> so <clears> – <throat> I got a couple things I want to touch on um, quickly um, before we get. I have four or five things left here, uh, but there's a couple things in particular that I wanted to touch on. Uh, quarterbacks: Tua, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. So I'm guessing you want me to <laughs> start with Jalen Hurts? I yes. Guess. So, I mean, kind of like from little... what I have saw, whatever I have, I've seen from camp. Um, I've seen good Justin Fields. I've seen, you know, like I mm-hmm. mentioned, him to overthrow. I've not seen any Jalen Hurts. Um, and then Tua is just kind of like some throws are great and some throws are wobbly and they don't get the Tyree kill. So, yep. so, 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 what what have you guys seen from your quarterback? So, from Jalen's perspective, it's it. Okay, so I, I go. It, it's it's went it's went back and forth. Of he's had great days and he's had not so good days. Um, especially early on in camp, you know, there was there was times like where he would have a really good day throwing the ball, and then there was times where he was kind of struggling from beat reporters. The difference is is that you have to be careful which Eagles beat reporter you listen to because some will paint the picture of Jalen Hurts is having a really bad day, and in reality, he's really not. He's just he's just he's just not really told to be doing a whole lot. Like like one person was complaining that he was throwing a lot of checkdowns. Well, he's doing what he's told. He's 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 completing the ball. So. Um, I'd say right now, though, overall, he's he's had a really good camp. Um, uh, you know, I think kind of like what we expected from Jalen Hurts, to be honest. 
I would have liked to see maybe a little more consistency early on with having the great days. But again, you know, it's, it was it was early on in training camp. It with a new target, with you know, and also too, you have to think that the defense having really really good days against that offense should really say something about this defense. This, the defense has been honestly a bigger standout in that camp, more so than the offense. Now I say that, but at the same time, if there is one thing that I can I can say with confidence that will happen that will happen, and I've seen this from a just a – pretty much it's going to be a common theme. You will see Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown a ton. A lot of beat reporters have said that that is easily his favorite target, and he targets him a ton in training camp. I love it. Keep keep her going. Um, cannot complain about that one bit. Um, and the, the one last thing I'll mention real quick is that he had that – Jalen put that dime of a ball and that and that open practice to AJ Brown. I reached. Oh, I, re- I saw that. I retweeted it on Twitter, and I'm like, <laughs> like man, if we if we if we can get that Jalen hurts, that's that's that that's a franchise guy. But overall, I I'd say I'd say more good than bad with hurts for sure. But there there's still every once in a while that little bit of a slip up. Jalen hurts has gives me Jared Goff vibes. Oh. Like this team, what? if they get a good quarterback, like and but you got to think like we watched golf up, 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 and then just yeah. immediately crash, crash, crash. You know, so I mean, I'm not saying I don't wish that. I on think anybody. I think Hurt Sung is like way higher than Jalen or than than Jared Goff in my opinion, because 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 he brings uh, that because he brings that running ability with him. Yeah, but I think Jared you know? Goff throws a better ball. But that's 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 a whole other argument. What I'm saying yeah. is. Is that Jalen Hurts could easily be the Jared Goff of the situation? Right. Trade for a better quarterback, and boom, they go on and win the Super Bowl, or they're competing for a Super Bowl. Said it from day one. This season is all going to depend. We will know for sure by, by the end of this year if he's the guy or not. If he's not, trade oh deadline. Well. Trade deadline. What nah. do we think? I think. Do you think they make a move if they're underperforming? Like we need this team. This is the best team we've got. A couple guys. James Bradbury's on a one-year deal. I don't know how much time Darius Slay has on his contract. He's got he's got a pretty good bit because he signed that extension whenever whenever he traded for him because the Lions wouldn't sign him that so they traded him. Um, I don't see that. I mean, it's got to be really bad. I mean, it's got to be like really, really, really underperforming for me to see that to happen because you know they. I can't tell you the last time ever that they traded a quarterback mid-season. So it's been a very, very long time. So Fair enough. they just don't do that. Um, I don't think anyone does. That was kind of a stupid question, but uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, but no. I mean, it makes sense though because if he's underperforming, we have we have the draft capital to make a move. So, but overall, um, from what from what I've seen from camp, he's it's been it's been more good than bad. But like I said, you know, it's every quarterback. You're not gonna have a perfect day. You know, some days he's he struggled a little bit. But Eli. What's what's the what's the report on Justin Fields? So obviously, new offense, new system, new head coaches, new everything. The offensive line, I think that's good to start with, is that it's starting to take shape now. So that's giving Fields a lot more time in the pocket. But there is a lot more play action and rollout plays being called because I believe Justin Fields was number one or number two in play action last year accuracy which was called 15% of the time throughout the entire year. Sean McVay did that with Jared Goff, and you saw in the playoffs mm-hmm. with Matt Stafford. That is stupid effective yeah. for some like a handoff to the left, Fields will take it through right, and he has that arm accuracy to catch Mooney on just a stupid 35-45, yeah. 50-yard 
pass down, you know. So I think that is a great idea mm-hmm. and a really, really good way to utilize them. What you're seeing from our training camp is that we're running an offense similar to Green Bay mm-hmm. because we have Luke Getze now. He was their QB coach, now our offensive coordinator. So we're seeing a lot of that Aaron Rodgers fake the handoff, roll out to the left, dink and dunk over the top kind of thing to Cole Komet, who's also had a really good training camp. Good. But his accuracy is improving. His footwork is way better. His release is stupid fast. He's looked great. Obviously, there's still some timing issues. Uh, getting Nikhil Harry, that that video that's been going around, yes, he overthrew him. But the very next play, he threw a touchdown straight to Nikhil Harry that people don't talk about. It's just so annoying. It's just the perspective of the media. Exactly. They're like, feels bad. Chicago bad. Um, Always. So, don't mean to keep interrupting oh, you you're guys. Good. Uh, Bucks head coach Todd Bowles told reporters that Tom Brady will be away from the team to deal with a personal matter until uh, after Tampa's August 20th game against the Titans. Could this be him rethinking it? Hopefully everything. <laughs> oh, oh, hopefully everything. Hopefully everything's okay. You know, but yeah. uh, and then also, Mitch Trubisky will start for the preseason for the Steelers. So. Nice, nice. Um, Eli getting some steel, getting some. Uh, I some hate. Bears love oh yeah. I was about to say. I hate. I hate. I hate, I hate to go back to the Hurts point, but this one Eagles beat reporter has kept Jalen Hurts' training camp stats, which is really impressive. That's stupid, um, weird, and cool kind of way. I know. <laughs> You, you you can go back and forth on it, but this is this is the only for me to tell you kind of a general idea of how he's done. He's eleven of one sixty two, and this is through ten, 10 practices. He's so what, completed eleven passes out of one hundred sixty two. One hundred and eleven. I'm sorry. One hundred and eleven. Okay. I was, out of, I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you want You sure you don't want to trade for a quarterback? <laughs> so he's so he's one hundred and eleven out of one sixty two, which is sixty eight percent average. Mm. Ten touchdowns, four interceptions. So, kind of a yeah. Gauge, no, yeah, against that defense too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep in mind. So, but I'm excited. What are the expectations for Justin Fields this year? I mean, are we talking superstar leap? Are we talking just what? What? What would you be happy with at the end of the year, just for the whole team, but Justin Fields in specific? Just improvement in general. You know, finished last year seven touchdowns, ten interceptions in a horrible system. Only played like seven games the entire year. That kind of deal. He is now the leader of this team. Everything is moving forward. It's tailored to him, his skill set. Anything, a 23 touchdown in like six to seven interception season to me, like 3,500 yards, 3,300, you name it, anything over 3,000, I think that's, that'd be great for me. Mm -hmm. If it's under that and he's still showing that he's the guy and he can still make those plays, it's just a matter of, whether it's the offensive line, receivers, you know what I mean? Just getting the timing exactly. down with everybody. If he shows that he can make these passes and make the plays, that's all I care about. I would I would even go to wager that I wouldn't necessarily even care about the interceptions. Right. It's not you don't you guys don't necessarily have expectations. So if he goes out and he throws twenty five touchdowns and fifteen interceptions, right. that shows me that he's willing to to take mm-hmm. the deep ball. And I mean, it, it's bound to happen with uh defensive lineman tips it or right. Ben Skoranek misses the pass and gives it to Jesse Bates <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Um, but, but you know, I mean, it, the stupid stuff like that is bound to happen. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Jesse Bates, we, I haven't heard anything out of that guy no. in a while. I, I don't even know if he's <laughs> even at camp. Feature I'm sure Eagle, he was. I fear. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean – Obviously, you know it better than I do, but just looking at it from an outside perspective, if he throws, like, 15 interceptions, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, 
wow, that's a terrible season just because it's like it's a learning curve yeah. and a process. He's getting – he has, would you say, better receivers this year than last? Yes. Better offensive line than last. The team's improving, a mm-hmm. better system. So he's going to be – it's going to be that kind of learning, cur- learning curve. So I, I, me personally, whenever I see it and I'm like – 15 interceptions. I mean, he throws 25 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. Then we got – Yeah, exactly. A that's, story, that's a but, – yeah. But, I mean, I think the 7 to 6 ratio would be I just I mean, a, like a big leap forward. Yes. I mean, it reminds me of Hurts last year. I mean, there you know, there was this a lot guy. of like learning. Well, no, I mean, there was <laughs> – No, I know. just messing with there's, you. There's just like a, like a lot of growing pains. Right. In that season, you know, and just like you said, I think at Fields, I know he's got the talent to do it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I – I honestly, that Steelers game last year, I'm like, okay, pr- like th- this is this is like my, okay, prove it type game because right. you, you're you're going into Pittsburgh, which is a hostile environment on prime time. You your team is Matt Nagy led, <laughs> like th- th- this this was a prove it against Hall of Famer Big Ben. Yeah, and that dude should have won the game. That should have been a Bears win over mm-hmm. and over and over. But he played so well that game. And you know he's made the flashy plays like against San Fran, but he's also had a struggle. So it's yeah, it's it's that good balance. But having having the full year under his belt with 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 Getsky, who's worked with an MVP, you know. Oh yeah, I'm excited. I just want to watch him play. The mm-hmm. up, the upward trend. Oh yeah, very soon, my friend. Very soon, less than a month. Yes, sir. You could watch him tomorrow. Right. With all the injuries we have, I hope not. <laughs> like I'd rather, I'd rather watch Nathan Peterman out there throw seven interceptions. You know, I don't care. I, you know what's funny is like the starters are supposed to play like one to two series. I'm still gonna watch the whole thing after yeah. that. You know, I, I just I have to. It's Eagles football. Like how? Yeah. I I'm, I'm gonna wear a jersey tomorrow, fellas. By the way, and it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting jersey that I forgot that I had, and it's Tim really Tebow. interesting. No, I wish I had that jersey though. Um. Okay. So quickly, I have. One last thing that I want to touch on. We're like, we're running longer for uh, our pod, my podcast sakes. Uh, not that there's a time limit, but you know what I mean. Lots so, of news. And then we also have one final thing: our fantasy teams that I wanted to go over um, quickly. Honestly, just if we could touch on all three of these things in like under five minutes, that'd be great. Um, Matthew Stafford's elbow. What is going on? I think I think I personally on? think he'll be fine come season. I hope so. I what I really would what I really would like to see is um Cam Akers go ballistic with this cuz I guarantee you that he's going to get a lot more touches just because I mean whenever we had Stafford last year, it was just one of those deals to where it's like, ooh, a shiny new toy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. we're going to go crazy, and he's going to throw the ball throw 700 times. Yeah, yeah, like uh, 700 times. Um, so I, I, I would really like to see Cam Akers get the touches because I'm kind of sick and tired of hearing how good he is, but he doesn't get the touches to prove it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, again, I would like – I don't know what's going on with his elbow. I've heard it's tendonitis, kind of like uh, L, um, Tommy John surgery. Yeah, but that's not I, good to hear. No, especially coming off of a Mm-mm. Super Bowl. And being um, a relatively older quarterback. He's not Brady Ro- Brady Rogers age, but he's he, on the he's older like side. He's like 35. Yeah. I think he, he'll be he'll be 35. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's 30 33 or 34 something like that. But I mean, either way, it I saw that and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So 
I don't know if we'll see um, necessarily him taking the shots that he took last year, but I mean, like I said, I'm excited more for Cam Makers. Yeah. Um, Jordan Davis looked stupid good in camp. Freak. Looked stupid Freak. good in camp. Man, I, mean, I, <laughs> I was actually oh kind of confused because there's that the video of tw- Twitter going on of the offensive lineman like being bullied back and it's going around Justin Justin Davis getting pushed around at camp and it, they put it in reverse and I'm like this looks so weird I was like what are Leap we doing frogging him backwards so, and then I finally was like oh so, this is backwards so so the only thing I'll say on it and it really kind of shows to the character of Jordan Davis is the reporters asked him about it and he said he said I hate it he said I hate I hate the viral attraction to it because what you didn't see is Cam Jurgens owning me the very next rep. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm like like this this seems like a Yeah. I'm like And people, you know, I seen some stuff on Twitter like, oh it's not that impressive. Uh that dude's a very large man. If he if he can do that on Sundays and get to Dak Prescott in the backfield, I will be a very happy man. Yeah. So I can't Pressure wait. pressure alone is enough to make a quarterback just collapse the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even if he doesn't get to the QB if he's back there and he's pushing a dude three feet into the backfield, he'll get double teamed, which will which will open up more exactly. people like Hassan Reddick, yep. or Brandon Graham, or Fletcher Cox. One like, thing that I think is a super underrated stat are hurries, yes. quarterback hits. You know, like mm-hmm. the Eagles last year were like number two in hurries, but we're like the last team in sacks. That yeah, we were awful last year getting sacks. But you hurried the quarterback, you know. So it's exactly. like if you're going up against maybe a Tom Brady, that's a good thing, but. With guys like Murray and, like you said, Prescott two times a year, Daniel Jones even, yep. guys that can roll out of the pocket. And, I mean, Daniel Jones will probably throw a pick, but, I mean, he'll run. You know, he can run the ball um, faster speed rating than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> that's that's just, <laughs> just watch wow. out for the turf snipers. No kidding. <laughs> um, and then very quickly, well, not necessarily very quickly, but season predictions. What do we think? So uh, I'm gonna write these down and I'm gonna save them. Yeah. That way we can come back to them. So but I don't want to spend 35 minutes on it. Right. No, we yeah. can, Just I, a quick is, synopsis. Yeah. This is like, are we doing like MVP? I'm talking like MVP, defensive player of the year, offensive player oh of the year, rookie of the year, Ooh. coach of the year, like the whole nine. Okay. Yards. Okay. Well, maybe not. I mean, if offensive player uh, of the year is kind of crazy, then right. Just MVP and who you think could uh, like your top two, maybe because one of them will get it. Yes. You know what I mean? Wow, I'm I'm trying to think of like MVP like names. Um, I'm gonna say offensive rookie of the year or offensive player of the year. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, um, oh man, I'm gonna. I've got mine. If you need it, yeah, I was about to say you you go ahead, go okay. Eli, because I I just had a couple names in mind, but I'm gonna look them over. So offensive player of the meet of the year for me. Whenever you're ready, Drew, just let me know. Yeah, go ahead. Offensive player of the year, I think Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a pass, really? a pass heavy offense. They're gonna, he's gonna get the ball a lot. I, I, I fear two thousand yards plus is probably on the horizon. No way. Do you, do you think he gets two thousand? I think he will. He Eventually. Zimmerman was an idiot last year, and I hate to say it, but Jefferson is incredible. Eli, that, Drew is like that's licking his lips. That, that's very interesting to hear because we will talk about that yeah. later. Uh, um, go ahead. That was offensive. Okay, so defensive. That's tough. It's so hard to replicate defensive seasons. Like mm-hmm. you want to say T.J. Watt or you want to say Aaron Donald, but Miles Garrett could come out of nowhere. Right? Is there just, someone that's that's necessarily on your radar that we don't know about? Defensive player of the year. Yeah. 
not necessarily that someone that can make that jump. Right. Okay. I don't think it'll go to a linebacker. I don't think a linebacker will win it this year. Uh, maybe even Max Crosby. That defense got wow. pretty better. That is a great, low-key great take because he was really good last year. He could make Chandler that jump. Jones. Who are you going to double team? That's what I'm saying. Or they could double I'll team. I'll go with that. I'll go Max Crosby. I, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. I like Max Crosby. I do, too. I, I love his story, and he's low-key just seems yep. like a super chill dude. You could go a cornerback, maybe uh, the Chargers, yep. maybe Bosa, one of the Bosa brothers. Yeah, that that's would be true. I forgot one. about them. Um, so you've got oh, – we're not going to do rookies, but yeah. uh, we've got MVP and Coach of the Year left. Ah, man. MVP. If Lamar had a better offense, I would I would say Lamar, if he gets healthy again, comes back. I've heard great things about Rashad Bateman. Yeah, he is good. I've heard that he has been balling in camp. You'll have to circle back to me. That That's a tough one. There's just so much shakeup in the league right yeah. now. Oh, MVP. No, give me Josh Allen. Yeah. It's his year. He's going to get one. He's got it. It's either him or Herbert. I think Herbert's going to take a huge jump this Dude, year. Herbert, oh, I want to. I want a, that's a good him one. or Allen to get one. Uh, what about Coach of the Year? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> we had one more. Ooh. I don't think the Chargers head coach will get it. I think he's kind of a moron. Don't disrespect Brandon Staley. Like <laughs> you are correct, though. I he wish you would say it. Yeah. Uh, if McVay can repeat that, I'd give it to McVay. Sirianni's a name that I that'll throw, yep. throw out there. If they can make a playoff run, I give it to him. I'd say one of those two. Mm-hmm. Which one are you gonna do? I'll put down both. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can't. Awesome. Nothing's definite yet. Are you ready for me to go? If you I guess? want, I don't all right. MVP Justin Herbert. I say th- I say this is the year. I think that whether that head coach is a moron or not, I think this dude's gonna light it up. Yep. It could be one of those things to where it's like. He's a stud, you know, and no matter who's his head coach, yeah. which is, I mean, correct, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Offensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Jamar. I think that – That's a good pick. That's I, a good one. I think that he's going to – I I think he's just going to light it up. Oh, yeah. And the dude is – and if I'm telling you right now, I could easily see being Justin Jefferson. I did not think about that. Those two had a conversation. They said, Jamar said, I'm going to beat him to 2,000. So those two will be fun to watch this mm-hmm. year. They're going to be competitive. Yeah. And I, I think I would give the edge to Jamar just because of quarterback play. That's fair. Um. Defensive player of the year, I gotta go. TJ, I, I listen. I'm gonna be. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna be real with you. I underestimated TJ Watt heavily. Heavily. I thought. I thought he at, a little bit at first before this season. I thought he was a little overrated, a little bit. But kind of a hot take. But I do not think he's overrated now. That dude, if he played a full season, Would I have think, broke it by probably five sacks. Yeah. I think. I think if he plays a full season, he'll get. He'll get like twenty six. I'm talking, yeah, 28, like 30 sacks, and I'm not kidding. Imagine. Like, you might think that's a hot take, but I would move, he's a, he's I don't insane. think it's unreasonable. I really wish the Steelers would not put him in at a linebacker spot, like right. an edge rush, you know, maybe kind of sub him in. But I get coming off the edge as a linebacker just because, I mean, you know, you're kind of up, ready to go kind of ordeal. Yeah. But still, it's just one of those things where I think I wish they would move him to either strictly a pass rusher 
or move him inside. Adding Miles Jack to that defense will definitely help. Stupidest. Mm-hmm. That was the dumbest thing about the offseason that I loved. was just yep. like, why in the heck is Miles Jack a free agent? <laughs> oh, he's going to go sign with Pittsburgh. That yeah. makes a bunch that was, of sense. That was so. a crazy one that a lot of people forget about. I I, uh, I think I said this when it first happened. I think this is going to be the best year of Miles Jack, TJ Watt, because Brian Flores is that linebacking coach. That's yeah. true. I like, forget if about anybody's that. gonna get the best out of these guys, it's gonna be Brian Flores. See, my pick is just standing. There tall. you go. So you've got Coach of the Year, and I think I'm just gonna go ahead and write down. Seriously, <laughs> like I, I uh, it's I, a good I'm, pick. I'm, I'm hopeful is. that it happens, it but I think you know from from what I've seen, he took a two and five team last year, figured out what worked, and stuck with it, and elevated his players. I, th- I think he's a players' coach. He loves he he, he wears T-shirts of his players yeah. <laughs> like to practice. So I think. He's just going to – with that talent, he's just going to be able to coach. There will be a um, nice little race this year. And then what else do you need? That's it. That's it? Okay. MVP. We're, we've been talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, we're. Joe Burrow is ah. a name that wasn't thrown out there wow. that I think could make wow. better offensive line. That's true. Better defense – or not necessarily better defense, but, I mean, the offensive line alone cost him that I can't believe we didn't have to say Patrick Mahomes in this, series. by the way. I was going to say Patrick Mahomes also without – Tyreek, I think he could try to be like, okay, this is definitely my time to be like, I don't need Tyreek Hill to go crazy. So I think, Patrick, Tua. I think Patrick Mahomes could be um, a good one. I'm just not high on that Chiefs team this year. Yeah. I, mean, I say everybody BS. says that every year, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'm going to give the edge with you guys going Josh and Herbo. I'm going to give it to, Bur- to Burrow. I like um, it. I could totally see it. Offensive player of the year. I. That's a tough one. My my first initial like came to mind was JT Jonathan Taylor. I do, but I don't. But want, I'm trying to I think, think that's off the, the cusp. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, like I not, feel like that's the most basic answer right. you could give. Um, I hope he is for my for. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Gosh, uh, I think I'm gonna have to skip offensive player of the year. Depoy, I've got to get it to Aaron Donald. There you um, go. I can't. I mean, I can't argue it. If right. I was a Rams fan, I'd do the same thing. Um, Your odds are pretty good. Oh <laughs> right, yeah, like, uh, yeah. it for the fiftieth time. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah, just give him the trophy. <laughs> Offensive player of the year. I want to give it to someone like stupid, like just has a a shot, but nothing too crazy. Darnell Mooney was the first one to come to I mind. I thought of that too. Honestly, oh, man. you know how happy I would be. Just because I mean, there's really no one else on that on that wide receiver court to be afraid of. Yeah, um, Mooney would be a good. I think he'll be in the race. I think you guys hit it on the nail, on the nail on the head. Jamar and Jay Jettas. Um, I do think it's. I'm gonna give it to Mooney. I can't think of anyone else. Ooh, yeah. I can what see maybe. Aaron, I think maybe Aaron Jones could make a run for it. Aaron Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. I forgot about Jonathan Swift too. Uh. Um, I'm telling you, man. I'm. I don't know that 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 Detroit Debo offensive Samuel line is good. could also be thrown in there. Yeah, but I'm. I'm gonna go Mooney. I'm gonna go Mooney. That Detroit offensive line is really good. I'll yes, it is that. very good. And then good. coach of the year. Um, I think I'm gonna ride with Eli with McVeigh or Sirianni. Um, come on, pick one. <laughs> pick one. Give me five weeks into the season. Yeah, and then. Fair come enough. on. <laughs> um. I mean, if we're really going to go, if we're really going to go crazy, I I think Zach Taylor could be thrown in this mix. um, Yeah, depending on how they do. Um, But I think it's hard to because if they don't make the Super Bowl, it's hard to give him Coach of the Year. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe maybe Eberflus. What about about Dable? 
Like that Giants team is terrible. But could you? What if they win like seven games? Is I, I don't know mm. what the criteria is for I don't coach because yes, that is a horrible team. I don't know what the cusp See, I would be. I thought Sirianni should have been coach of the year last year because he, like I said, he, he took a two which is why five I think he has a, which I think is why he should be the odds yes. favorite to go to win it this year yep. because I don't know I don't remember who won it last year I think it was Vrabel. It was Vrabel, and I'm like um, I'm like you you got it as the number one seed like how does that like like how like, how did how how did you improve your players by being the head coach you were the number one seed like you know what I mean so that, I digress on that but yeah I think Sirianni could be a good one. Um, or, you know, McVeigh, um, just any of the good coaches. Brian Dable and Iberflus would probably be kind of, uh, yeah, like that. I mean, the team is kind of bad. Let's win seven, eight, nine games. So, finally, before we get to our fantasy draft that took place a couple, about a week ago, um, about a week ago, week ago, um, we're going to kick it to break. You're listening to – no playbook on the LTT Productions. We'll be right back right after this. This episode of No Playbook is brought to you in partnership with musician Jumbo the Bear God. You can get his new song NDA wherever you get your music and make sure to check out his music video on YouTube filmed by Bonzo Raps and in association with Create the Mood Films. A link to his YouTube page will be linked in the Twitter post and also in the description. Make sure you check him out wherever you get your music and thank you to Jobo for partnering for this podcast. So, our what? fantasy draft took place. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw a like video a on Twitter ago. of Tua just absolutely just missing. I saw that too. <laughs> Eli got some good news over the break. What, what was it? Fields is tearing it up in training camp today. Hell yeah. Five of five at the red zone. Whew. One of those, how many of those have just been like Cole Komet? Like Time to buy the jersey. Just like, boom. You know? I think one of them was. One of them was to Treston Ebner, uh, running back we drafted. And then Mooney at twelve yard slant. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. Sounds good to me. So the draft order, uh Eli kind of shuffled it around a couple different times and I ended up with the number one overall pick. Um and I I regret not being in this call that you guys were in because I <laughs> because my first overall pick of a dynasty league draft and what my dynasty league is it's you draft a team and they stay your team. Like you don't redraft at the end of the year. You these you keep these guys for, you know, your whole time you're doing it. I drafted Justin Jefferson number one overall. I was so mad. My <laughs> literal reaction if you were in the chat was. Ah! <laughs> I was, I I was went, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So and then uh, Justin, one of the other guys that was in it, was said the same thing. That he was going to draft them, and yep. I knew I tried. I had tried. It was kind of like a last minute, like we're going to do it today thing because everyone's trying to get ready to go to college and move in and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah. So I mean, we finally all found all eight of us found the time slot to get it done. And I had been trying to trade down for the whole day. <laughs> Did I not? I was He's like, off- I'm listening to offers for the number one pick, and I'm like, I'm sticking at three. <laughs> um, but I, I had text Branton, and I know, Kyler, you got a pretty good pick at number three with me taking Jefferson. Oh, yeah. Um, number one ever, uh, I'm texting Branton probably or throughout the day, and hopefully you'll you'll know who Branton is here soon. But I'm texting him, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to – I think I've decided on Jonathan Taylor. And I kid you not, 7.30 was our draft time. At like 7.28, 29, I texted him. I said, 
Now nah, I'm going Jeff Justin Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I had been thinking about it for a while, dude. And whenever I found out I had the first pick, I was like, I don't know if he'll still be there in the second round. And I said, and we were originally not going to do a snake draft where I would have the first pick every yep. time, but we ended up doing it, and that's that was it. I mean, I'm glad I did yes. take him because you guys are going to take him, and I was going to be really upset. Oh, I would have swooped him at mine. Yeah, so I, I, I'm happy with my pick. I mean, you may not like it. I know Eli definitely is not I a fan not. of it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I was pretty happy with my pick. So um, I want to say what Ricky had the number two overall pick. Yep, took right? Derrick Henry. So he he took Derrick Henry, and at this point, I go no Kyle's shot. Like, there is a no God. shot because I thought I'm like I'm like I'm like what I'm like like. I'm like, okay, if, if Drew does not take JT, Ricky's going to. Like, I 100%. But either way, you're probably thinking, I have one of the best two running backs in the league. Right. Yeah, for sure. It was uh, – and so, whenever I saw Jonathan Taylor at three, I've never hit draft now so fast with my finger in my life. I was like, pff, no, no brainer. Um, misclicks hits Miles Sanders. <laughs> Dude, I thought I misclicked on Jefferson because I couldn't find him. I'm like, no! I said, I drafted some random You drafted person. Van Jefferson Yeah, instead. no kidding. I think yeah. I literally just would have been like, can we restart? <laughs> I was just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so I got J- uh, JT at number three, which was a miracle. Oh, yeah. And then, Eli, you had four, correct? I think I had number five. Did you have five? Okay. I drafted Jamar Chase, which I'm yeah. not upset about at all. Great pick. I better – him and Jefferson Who went number right there. four? Do we know? I think Justin. that was – yeah, there you go. I think it was Justin. Yep. Um, I wish we had – I wonder if you could see – Yeah, I, and I he took the, McCaffrey at number four, Yeah. which is which is surprising to me. I thought McCaffrey was going to fall a lot later than that. I did too. Uh, I don't know. Eli, I think you said you had it. I was wondering if – Yeah, I've got here it pulled we go. up here. Nope, that's the draft board. So, yeah, it went myself, Ricky, Kyler, Justin, Eli – Branton, his brother Brayden, and then one of our other buddies, uh, John. Yes, draft sir. results. So do you just do you just want us to go through our teams, Drew, of like who we who we yes. uh, who um, we drafted? I'll kind of quickly go over everyone else's pick, um, just to kind of mm-hmm. you know quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I took Jefferson, Ricky took Henry, Kyler took Taylor, Justin took Devonte. That's who he took with his first round pick. Oh yeah, I forgot um, about that. Eli took Jamar. Branson took Najee, Braden took Josh Allen, and then uh, John took Austin Eckler. Now Najee falling to Branson was is pretty insane too. On I top think, of Coop, go ahead, Eli. I think Najee Harris would have made it to the second round. I do too. I think especially he this is Cooper, an eight man league too. Cooper with, Cup with was drafted with the first pick in the second round, so John got Cooper Cup. Um, Braden got Javante. Branson got Herbo. Eli got Patrick Mahomes. Justin got Christian McCaffrey. Kyler took Chubb. Ricky took CeeDee Lamb in the hey, second I, I round. Be a sleeper pick. Over Debo Samuel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm cool with reading our first round, our first, our just our picks at this point. I just wanted to kind of hit some of the, yeah. this is what we did with our first couple picks. So um, I'll go back. Um, I drafted Saquon. Now, I did make a trade, a pretty big trade. Um, that was – so my team doesn't doesn't look the same as my draft board. Um, I can actually pull up the trade right now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, so I made a trade with Branton and with his brother Braden. 
So here is what everybody – here's what everyone – Buckle up, happened. by the way. Yeah, this is a, a three-teamer. Um, so Branton got Saquon Barkley from me and a third-round pick. Now, why did he get a third-round pick? I don't know. I <laughs> It was just thrown in the trade, and at this point we had been talking about it for two days, and it's a third-round pick next year, so I just said okay. Um, he loses Josh Jacobs. Um, I'm not going to say where he goes until I yeah. get there. I get Hunter Renfro, Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, and James Cook. I lose Kareem Hunt, Saquon Barkley, Christian Kirk, Rashad Penny, uh, Jalen Waddle, and two third-round picks. Now, it sounds like a lot. It does. But Saquon, Rashad Penny, Christian Kirk are all three high-risk, high-reward players. Mm-hmm. Um, Braden got Kareem Hunt, Christian Kirk, Rashad Penny, Josh Jacobs, a third-round pick. Man, it was a blockbuster. That Yeah, the first big blockbuster. I stuck with my team. Um, I did not make any trades. I was trying to. Um, so my team goes. I got. Shit. I got. I have Tom Brady in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I <laughs> so it goes. Dak Prescott, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, which I was very excited to get. Nick Chubb, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Darren Waller, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, and we do a super flex. So basically, that means you can basically put in a quarterback in in your flex spot. Pretty much what it is. I took Kyler Murray. And I took the Eagles defense. Um, and then some of my bench players that are notable are I took Kirk Cousins for that week that Dak can't play. I thought he can literally slide in and he'll be fine. Um, I took Miles Sanders. I just took the chance on him. I'm like, if he doesn't produce, he doesn't produce. Oh, well. And my favorite pick that I took that nobody took was Brandon Cooks. I thought I thought he fell to me. I thought he was kind of a steal. Um, and then I also took Calvin Ridley, who's just I'll bank on him next year. Um, and some of my taxi squads, like my rookies, are Jahan Dotson and Garrett Wilson. So I was very and excited. You got Jahan off of the waiver wire. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ricky drops him. I'm like, that's a. I'll pick him up. Um, but yeah, I was I was trying to trade McLaurin. I went back and forth on it. Looking back, I wish I wouldn't have drafted him that high. I feel like I probably drafted him a little too early, personally. Um, so I'm, I'm still listening to offers, by the way, gentlemen. But um, but yeah, so that's that's my team. I was very happy with how my draft ended up. I tried to make some trades, but they've been all unreasonable counter offers. <laughs> yeah. So I you got some unreasonable trades. I thought man. I offered a pretty good package. <laughs> I have ceased trading until otherwise. I'm just going to roll with what I have. Until... Braden offers the worst trades, and so did okay, Kyler. Quickly, because I know. Yeah, you're good. Can I please tell you this trade yeah. that that John Cribbs sent me? John because and it is Braden. John and Braden. It is. Especially John. So, the first trade I get from John is, I would get Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, a 2025, a 2025 first-round pick, and a 2025 third-round pick. For, he would get Terry McLaurin and A.J. Brown. I go, no. (laughs) So then I offer, to counter-offer, I want Cooper Cup and Devontae Smith. But he gets A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and a 2023 first-round pick. That's a haul, in my opinion. He says, I'm not giving you cup. And then proceeds to send me this trade, which I declined, and I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I would give up A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and a 2023 first-round pick. This is what I would get in return. Devontae Smith, Noah Fant, Julio Jones, 
Chris Olave, a 2023 second-round pick, and a 2025 first-round pick. I saw that. I hit decline, and I go, I am not doing this again. I I am not. No. I thought what I offered, we could we could at least negotiate with if he didn't want to give up Cup. Yeah. You know, we could at least, at least that was the bar that was set. And then but, didn't Braden offer you one for Jonathan Taylor? Uh, yes. So, he offers me. <laughs> now, th- get this one. I would get Cam Akers and Hunter Renfro. He would get Jonathan Taylor, straight up. Hey, I got, I got both of those guys now. And I'm Dude, like, Eli's leagues went for three I'm first like, round picks. No, yeah, Hunter, Renfro no, no, no disrespect. I mean, no, they're all crack. no disrespect. I mean, they're all, they're all, they're all great guys. But I'm like, what are we thinking? I'm like, what are we doing? In our, in our group chat that we have. Once Eli sent me that Hunter Renfro went for three first-round picks, and I was like, someone offered me three first-round picks for Hunter Renfro. I said, hey, boys, uh, just as a reminder, Hunter Renfro could go for three first-round picks. So Yeah, my, my buddy texted that. He's like, yeah, I was I was drunk when I accepted that. <laughs> like, I'm sure you were. I would hope. I would hope you weren't sober for that trade. So you want that trade back? <laughs> so Eli, no. what is your team looking like? All right, so I got Mahomes. Starting QB, DeAndre Swiffer wet jet at the <laughs> the running back one. David Montgomery Sorry, that's at running back two. Jamar and Michael Pittman at my receivers. TJ Hawkinson as my starting tight end. We got Among Us, St. Brown. Yeah, I'll, I'll answer it. You're good. Never mind. No, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah, Vicky got it. <laughs> got Among Us, St. Brown. And my wide receiver flex, Mike Williams, I thought was a really good pick. He fell pretty pretty far. Jalen Hurts at the Superflex and the Baltimore Ravens as my starting defense. I was literally going to take Jalen Hurts if you didn't in that draft, by the way. But I I end up with Murray. I'm going for the mobile quarterbacks this year. So my team after all the uh, the trade that I did, I have Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Cam Akers and Travis Etienne at my two running backs, Justin Jefferson, Debo Samuel at my two receiver slots. Which is insane if you think about it. Dallas Goddard at my tight end uh, slot. Michael Thomas was there really late in the draft, and I said, why not? So I got Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. I also took Darnell Mooney. Um, I slipped up and took Tom Brady, but I'm looking to trade him. Eventually someone's going to get hurt or someone's going to want to compete, and they're going to want Tom Brady. If he's alive by then. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. If he comes back at all. Retires. <laughs> Again. Uh, I also have the Green Bay Packer defense, and you guys didn't do this, but I'll mention a couple of notable guys off my my bench. Um Tutu Atwell, I've heard nothing but great things at Rams camp. Hunter Renfro, I drafted Zach Wilson. I think he can be good. Um, and then my injured reserve and taxi squad, Justin Ross from the mm-hmm. Chiefs. I have him on my injured reserve. He's done for the year. And then my taxi squad includes James Cook, Brees Hall, and Isaiah Panchero. Um, He's good. Pachero or Pacheco. Pacheco. There you go. Um, I'm not high on. See Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so I've heard he's been doing good in camp. He's been getting first-team reps. I said, that's enough for me. So I needed a third taxi squad guy anyways. So I'm happy with my team after the trade. I I was really about to draft um, Travis Kelsey with the pick uh, that Ricky had or uh, Justin had, and he took in the matter of like four picks, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews all went, and I'm like, I think I drafted it. Hawkinson around that time too. Yeah, that was a, a run of tight ends. I think that I, I was I can actually well look real quick, but there's there it was a string of tight ends for no reason. For tight ends, 
the depth is not there. So you have to get like a top five or you're just going to be surfing the waiver wire the whole the whole mm-hmm. year. Which I don't think Dallas Goddard is too bad. No, but he's, I, I've he's tried to upgrade. Oh, I just saw Eli with Rokon Smith right now. Just walk, he, he actually was at practice. Yeah, he was so. there from what I heard. <laughs> Ooh, so, let's put a little sneaky. I don't even know. Talk about negotiations, man. That's he was talking with bit. Montgomery is what I heard. He was there with Montgomery and then another player. So I I probably probably took him a minute because he's about probably negotiating. Let's hope. Optimistic. I want him. I want him there. But okay. I think that is going to do it, fellas. A longer episode. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I missed last week, and it was it, things are starting to ramp up with football season starting, the trade deadline with baseball happening. We're still waiting for Kevin Durant to get traded. Um, that will ever happen. Yeah. So, um, Kyler, would you like to say any last words on your as of right now your final oh, ever man. appearance on No Playbook? Um, well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on. Um, it's always a great time. You know, I will say this till the day I die. I love talking about sports. Oh, yeah. So if I can do oh, that. Yeah. If I can do that, then uh, yeah, absolutely. The second thing I'll say is uh, I'll miss you boys both. Yes, um, sir. Whenever, whenever I go off, but I'm not, you know, just hit me up whenever you come to old, old near Nashville. I'm Tennessee. only one call away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, my last thing I guess I'll say is um, you, this will not be the end of me. You know, yeah. like I said, I have this thing in the works. Um, I really, really want to get it done. It's something that I've. Um, that I've legit wanted to start it for a while. It just never came about until now, and I think it's the perfect time to do it. Um, with this team this year, you know, it makes it really, really kind of it, – it'll be exciting to talk about, and especially if they underperform, I'll get very upset. <laughs> so <laughs> Plenty to talk about either way. I, yes. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I've got some ideas I'm going to do with it. Ultimately, I feel like this will just make good content for people to hear at the end of the day, and um, it'll bring out some ideas in me that will ultimately make me better in my – my growth. So, again, thank you for having me. It's been so fun to kind of give a little salute. But again, you know, if you ever want to zoom me into a call yeah, or put my audio in, oh, yeah. um, always free and willing to do it. So, Eli, this might be your last time. I want to get you on one more time before all this goes down. Yeah. So, I'd anything, be down. Anything that you want to say that this is possibly your last time on here? Or are you for sure good to go next week? No, I, sh- I think I'll, I'll oh, pop on there. By the way, Welcome NFL season. Oh, it's so good. Hallelujah. Amen. Oof. Go so. birds. Yeah, it's should be back. Yeah. It'll be fun. It's been fun, no matter what happens. I think I will be back though, and maybe in the future, you never know if I've got time and I want to do it. Maybe a Bears podcast. It could happen. We'll see what happens. That's that's the future, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So we'll all zoom in one day, and we'll yeah. have like all of us like. Cole, Branson, you oh, yeah. two, and I'm myself. Holding back so. out. No kidding. Last second. <laughs> I got to go to B-dubs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different discussion. But you have been listening to the No Playbook Podcast on the LTT Productions feed. This is Drew Pounton from Kyler Gammon and Eli Grimes signing off. <laughs>